0: everyone and welcome back to the User Guide to Humans podcast. I'm Erica and I'm here with Katie Eden Todd.
1: Hello everyone, lovely to have you with us again.
0: So today we've promised that we were going to talk a little bit about parenting, which I know is a is a huge, huge subject and something that I know I'm really interested in, especially.
1: Anyone who is a parent will gratefully receive extra little gems to help understand their kids. We all come from the best place, don't we, Erica? And -hmm. yet we all feel in parenting that there can be a child or a couple of children or times with our children that we're just not getting it, we're not able to communicate, we're not able to get through. And... It just, we hit the same impasses again and again. It's very frustrating as a parent and no one understands our children as we do or loves them as dearly as we do. So it can be a really painful place and we're trying and we're wanting to get it right, but we haven't had the tools. So we're hoping that using this, the MFN archetypal language, masculine, feminine, neutral, to understand yourself and your children could really help open up doors to make it a whole lot easier, and for the families to experience far more harmony because your children are feeling seen and heard.
0: Mm, I know um, I know for myself, I've had this thought many times in my life, but, and I've discussed this with friends of mine who are also parents, that we tend to parent the way we wished we had been parented growing up. Yes, so yes. if our children aren't like us, if they have a different dominant MFN style, that's just not going to work, is it?
1: It absolutely is not. And we overcompensate naturally from, well, this is what happened to me, so I'm strongly going here. And our persona archetypes also really strongly direct our our parenting style. But as you say, that may not suit our children at all. Mm. So my style suited one of my three children. What a great success rate that was. (laughs) So I had some really great lessons from them. And I think we also need to know that our children do come to teach us to have to go to places where we can, they will challenge us in ways we've been challenged all our lives. And the difference is with our children. You have such a deep love and it's such an ongoing relationship. It's not like we can just end the relationship like we can a partner
0: no. or even a family
1: member or a friend. We've got to hang in with this one. So no. this information I have found to be gold um, with the clients that I've worked with over decades and the parenting podcast that we did Erica as well with the personas, people have found them to be gold and for teachers or anyone who's working with kids or people it's just really helpful to know this
0: yeah so again with the with the mfn so it's archetypal energies that we have that we default to when when we're in our genius and in our life and when we're in pain especially and we always tend to go to the same places and the same goes for little two three four year old kids right they have a certain place they go and they are pretty determined in in their style and they're not going to change just because we parent them in our style are
1: they no. and and when we expect our children to say we've got a a little dominant feminine child and we expect them to start behaving like a dominant neutral or a dominant masculine. They can't. We're born this way. So each masculine, feminine and neutral, and it's not gender specific, by the way. As I've said before, I'm a dominant masculine, you're a dominant neutral. Um, My husband's a dominant feminine. It's got nothing to do with gender, which is wonderful really because it means we're really seeing the whole person. But we go into the shadow of that when we're struggling, when we're self-rejecting, when we're in pain, when we're out of our depth, when we're tired, when we're unwell, when we're stressed. And adults spend a hell of a lot of their time in the shadow of their MFN styles. And parenting is a marathon. It's absolutely exhausting. And there's so many other life stresses upon us that it's the last thing we can handle. You know, maybe you've done a really long 10 hour day and then you lose it with your kids. the 11th hour how critical are we of that Erica Mm -hmm. I know I would just shame myself and feel so bad I wouldn't take into account the 10 hours I did well I just noticed the bit that I did badly because we're expecting perfection and it's really really difficult so we really understand the challenges of parenting and it's not something you can be perfect in but understanding and seeing who your children are not expecting them or trying to train them to be something they are not is really the action of love unconditional love absolutely and it makes i i mean i'm a neutral i love anything
0: that's a model and a handbook and a concept (laughs) that i can wrap my head around with executable steps one two three and then this is the outcome and and i guess i guess this this language does that for me it gives me it makes me less critical and less of a perfectionist with my parenting for one but it helps me see them it helps me see my boys i have four little boys or not so little boys but and they're different. They're all they, we have a mix of all three, and um, it's so funny. Like I giggle to myself when their when their M F N dominant styles comes out, and yeah. when they try and parent the other s- brothers. You know when they try and you know tell them off in in, in their own dominant.
1: <laughs> so oh, it's hilarious!
0: Hilarious, and and I can hear myself and my neutral child telling his brothers off. <laughs> Oh, Anyway, we, um, we had one of our listeners uh, ask us for uh, advice with a specific scenario, and uh, she contacted us about she's a dominant feminine and her child is dominant masculine, and they're struggling because they blow up at each other they have communication breakdown and and things fall apart. Can you you give this person a
1: little bit of advice on on parenting that dynamic? (laughs) I can, and it's a very common one. So if we want to talk about a dominant feminine style of person, be they a child or an adult parent, whatever, there's a natural warmth with the dominant feminine, there's a natural kindness, there's a natural need to please, there's a natural aversion to conflict, and whatever you want is fine by me. That's okay, sweetheart. If you'd like that, that's okay. There is a real reticence and weakness in putting in boundaries. Now, they're lovely. Dominant feminines have huge hearts, but they allow themselves to get walked over in partnerships, in life, and by their children. And because they don't want the conflict, they let the child have more leeway than is probably a good idea especially for dominant masculine children i understand this having been a dominant masculine child who was not easy to parent i was parented by dominant neutral so interesting and we just didn't speak the same language and it didn't work a little dominant masculine to understand this dominant masculines feel like they're born to rule from the day they're born hmm. from the time they're two, They're acting like the king or queen of the family and what they want goes. They are entitled to what they want. They will have what they want. They don't mind fighting. They actually thrive in conflict and they will argue and yell and carry on like a pork chop, which is a phrase my parents used to say. Um, They carry on until someone gives in. The person who is likely to give in the quickest because they are naturally in their personality much softer, is the dominant feminine. The dominant feminine gives in to the dominant masculine child. Now, while the child is screaming and saying, I want this, I'm having this, it's got to be my way, they're actually asking for boundaries. They're actually asking for limits, but it doesn't sound like that. We should never listen to our children. You know, if people say, what's the problem, dear? What's going on, darling? What do you feel? For fuck's sake, people. If I asked you that question in your 30s and your 40s, can you tell me, and you expect a child of two, three, four, five, six in primary school to be able to articulate what the problem is, of course they can't name that. Don't you dare ask that question. My God. See, here's my dominant masculine coming in. We're quite opinionated. We don't hold back. We just feel superior. We just feel entitled. And whereas the feminine goes, oh, I don't have an opinion. I don't mind. If you're okay, I'm okay. The masculine has an opinion about everything, even when they're ignorant. And there's a lot of hard lessons coming. The masculine's got to learn to apologise. It's got to learn humility. So got to learn that they are not number one just because they're born. We are not blessed to have them in the room behaving as they are, throwing their weight around. Learning how to manage their power is something that the parent of a dominant masculine child has to teach the masculine or... They are going to be the worst version of themselves at school and in life, and they're going to be ugly. Mm. Now, Your love for your child is going to be the motivator to step in and go, this is so uncomfortable for me. This is so not my normal way. But it is not okay. So strong boundaries have to be met with masculine and they will test you, they will yell, they will tantrum, and it's you have got to be completely water off a duck's back. I don't care how much you scream. The boundary is here. Look at my face. You've got to match them. Now, let me tell you what that masculine child feels inside. It's relief. They don't feel abandoned. If you let a masculine child take over the family and rule, and because they behave so abysmally so often, you can't do this, this or this. You can't do family outings here. You can't do that because you know that child's going to be so temperamental it's going to cause nightmare so it's too hard so we don't do it you are letting a child rule your family that is a tragedy for everyone and what happens is it means you have constant often daily conflict and meltdowns you are it masculines don't need to have a screaming meltdown i don't know if any of you have had meltdowns i don't know if you have erica i'll just describe what happens for me and then you if you've had them you can share yours I've had screaming meltdowns all my life. I've had to do an enormous amount of work on myself not to go there. The consequent of having a screaming, yelling, shouting war match with my parents or whoever, afterwards, though my face would not show it, I would be utterly full of self-loathing and contempt. I would feel very unlovable. I was very un- out of control. My anger, my anger was an issue in inverted commas, and it was and it actually devastates and poisons the child's self-esteem you are not giving them catharsis you are letting them have tantrums and they are not feeling parented they're not feeling held they need to learn how to manage that primal energy differently and we'll get to that in a moment can you relate it all erica
0: yeah i can to a certain extent i was um painfully independent when I was a child. I can do this myself. Don't help me. I put my shoes on by myself. And I remember really clearly once when my baby brother, who's a year and a half younger than me, was he was just a baby and mum carried him up the stairs. I was about three and I decided I should be carried up the stairs too. And I didn't care that she had three supermarket shopping bags and she was carrying the baby. So I screamed at her from the bottom of the stairs, saying, "Come back down here and pick me up and carry me up the stairs," <laughs> and she wouldn't, and uh, she refused to come down. So I screamed myself hoarse until mm-hmm. I fell asleep at the bottom of the stairs. And um, I don't think I ever threw a tantrum like that again. Comparing, you know, insisting on on my right to be carried, but that is one of the few tantrums I remember actually having. I was very. I had very low expectations on my parents. I actually, yeah. as, a, as a dominant, strong, neutral, independent kid, I just assumed I should just do everything for myself because I wanted to.
1: Yeah. And it's a neutral way of trying to avoid pain. Mm. So I totally understand that. Whereas a feminine parent seeing a child like that, mm. they're going to go and do it. They're going to pick yeah. that child up. And the child goes, oh, okay. So when I scream and yell and shout and carry on, and it might take a while, But then eventually mum gives in or dad gives in and I get away with it. But that's actually not what this child needs. If you understand the bigger picture, that masculines are born and they feel like they're entitled to yell and scream every single time they get a no. Hmm. And the one word that dominant feminines find hard to say is no. They say yes. So we need to teach our child, our children, there are really strong boundaries here, and it's an absolute no. I remember I've said this story before, but I remember my kids, when they were young, they wanted a Nintendo Xbox or something. They'd only just come out, people, so I was lucky. I wasn't raising kids in the iPad age, and the iPhone age, but they really wanted it, and they were all going at me, and I think they'd had a little chat together. You know, you ask mum, go on, you ask mum, go on, go on, go on. And I got sat them down I said, look. You can ask me for the rest of your life for a Nintendo. Look at my face. The answer is no. I'm never doing it. Ask me every day to 18. See what happens. Go on, see what happens. They never asked for it again. They knew there was an absolute definitive. For me, that was a line. Feminine parents need to know what the line is. Not yours, but what the child needs from you. And if the child can feel A masculine child can feel, she doesn't really mean it. He doesn't really mean it. They don't really mean it. If I push just long enough and keep going on and off, you know, I go on and on and on all day or for a few days, I'm going to get what I want. You've got to come in. This is the action of love. No, you're not going to be like this. And one thing I would say is to children I did with mine, it's my job to make sure that when you go out into the world, you know how to be loved you know how to love and look after people you know how to be a kind good version of yourself if i let you get away with this here i love you more than anyone Mm. but people out there aren't going to i need to make sure that you know how to do this it's like social intelligence parenting is teaching emotional and social intelligence and if they're allowed to behave like that at home don't think they're suddenly going to switch a switch and behave well in relationships when they're older or in mm. friendships, it's actually going to set them up for a lot of pain. So I'll be the bad guy because that's what the action of love is. And no, there's no violence. There's no violence. There is time out. You don't get attention. I will not fight you. You are not someone who is an equal to me. I am the authority. That's my job, whether you like me or you don't. And this these are no-go areas. And I love you dearly in between, inside of those boundaries, those strong, strong, clear boundaries of steel inside there's enormous love and compassion and cuddles and talking through and when we get angry what do we need to do we're going to do this then we're going to do that because we want to hear what the anger is really about but we're not indulging it and we're not indulging in i'm an unregulated person who just throws meltdowns all the time the slightest things we're not creating children like that erica yeah it's not I fair think- to children
0: no it's really not and i think there's a lot of confusion about about how to parent now because there's a really popular yeah. style of parenting which is the gentle conscious very present style of parenting where you're constantly yeah. calm yeah. these yeah. are the mummy groups i'm part of you know you have to be always calm you have to get on their level look them in the eye be really gentle you never put them in time out you don't oh my god their feelings you don't you know and i think i think
1: what gets lost here is is habit Yeah. (laughs) Parenting gets lost because this is about I want to be liked, I want to be a friend. It is a reaction to the overly neutral beaver style parenting that we had, which was didn't see the individual, didn't allow for emotions, shut down a lot. That's, we could say, from our generation. That Mm -hmm. was the the fashion then for a long time. And in our parenting podcast, I talk about that, um, the difference between the neutral two and now this huge swing to the feminine, but it's actually not giving the children what they need. And if children are not seen and heard and got someone making the decisions, the dominant feminines don't like making decisions. They don't like taking the responsibility. And a masculine child will take advantage of you and walk all over you like that. And they will lose respect. Feminines, you've got it in them. Your love for your children, your kindness, your tolerance, your patience is something I'm in awe of. Like you are beautiful people, but you have to make decisions. You have to be the parent. You have got to do what? Is this doing, if I imagine my child behaving like this at school, friendship groups, as a teenager, as an adult, in relationships, is this what I want to teach them is acceptable and okay? Is this what's going to attract rich friendships and partnerships for them? And, of course, the answer is no. It is actually our job to parent. And masculines, um, you can yell at a masculine child. This It's rubbish that we've always got to be kind and sweet. Let's calmly talk about it. Oh my God. I just think you're like a masculine child just goes, oh my God, I'll eat you for breakfast. But the oh fear is,
0: the fear is though that we're going to hurt our child, that no, we're you're not, but our pain by on, onto them, that we're, that we're somehow going to affect their traumatize
1: development. Me. Oh, them. Them. <laughs> Fuck me. Hello. Do you like this new style of podcast, people? This is very <laughs> neutral. Not. Oh, my God, I just don't have words. It just enrages me because this is actually a lie. It's actually a lie. Masculine children need to know that you are strong enough to hold them. I need to know that when I've had my scream, there is something going on with me. I do want you to attend to it, but I don't get away with that. There's better ways. It, it, we don't throw my weight around and causing conflict and you, having verbal abuse emotional abuse going on the family regularly, that's a high trauma stakes for the whole family. And it can be daily, Erica, that mm. families are dealing with this or every second day. Well, I've and seen this.
0: And, and they talk back. They, they say really horrible things to their parents when, when they're wound there's up. There's no respect.
1: No. There's no respect. And don't tell me that's not traumatising absolutely everyone in the family.
0: Including the, the child.
1: child. Including yeah. the child. Because they are witnessing themselves as a little tyrant, as really ugly, they feel out of control. They're screaming for boundaries. And you coming in, oh come on, please, darling, don't yell at me or crying because you're upset that they're so difficult. Or mm. what's happening is escalating the tantrum behavior. The boundaries, stop it. And so they happen far fewer times. There's longer gaps between them for shorter times. And the child is being taught by you, how do I, what do I do to manage this? So when I'm starting to feel like that, it's like, okay, this kid is tired. They're overstimulated. They do need quiet time. The earlier we catch it, the better. They do need respect. There are definite consequences that are consistent. When they've overstepped the mark, no, give me the iPad. You don't get it. No, we're not doing that. But then we will have the cuddle and the talk later about what was really going on But and how much it hurts them. I understand how awful you feel inside when you have blown up like that. Do you know the relief for a child to know that? And it's my job to love you to help you not go there. Would you like mum or dad or whoever to help you with that? The answer is yes, people. We're not going to raise these little tyrants. Now, dominant feminines, if you can learn how to really stand strong and not be intimidated by your child, you have to fake it. It's Mm -hmm. like be really clear and consistent. Give yourself 10 times. I said that and I meant it. And the child goes, there's respect. They're not going to speak to you in that way or in the rude way, answering back. There needs to be respect. They do not know enough to make decisions about whether they get to go and do this today or don't do this or whether they want to do that or they don't. They are not in charge. That is not parenting. You have to parent. And yes, we will make mistakes. I made lots of mistakes. If I had my time again, I would do some things differently. There's a lot I'd still do exactly the same, by the way. So we are going to make mistakes. Come from love. But it's about what is in the best interest of the child. And you do not want a masculine dominant child who sets up getting hated and can't manage their rage and poisons their relationships for the rest of their life because they just erupt and we have the same pattern going over again. You've got this in you, feminines. I've taught so many feminine parents this, Erica, over the years, so many, and it changes the relationship to one of respect and the child feels held, and when the child's feeling safe and held emotionally and knows where they stand, a lot of the behaviour stops straight away. And then the times that do, you work out where to go from there.
0: It's incredible. I've seen you do this, and, and I've seen parents incorporate this in their parenting as well, and it happens really quickly.
1: Very a a child
0: is really smart, they are absolutely wired to, act, to want to do things well. They want to please us and they want to feel good. And, mm-hmm. and if we can change our response to, to the tantrums, like you say, it's two or three times. Yeah. It doesn't it doesn't take longer than that. Take long.
1: Be prepared to do 10, but it won't take that long. By five, you'll have a different family, a different house. And guess what? That conflict that all of you find traumatising, including the children, mm. and the other children find extraordinarily traumatising, you being strong and standing up. And, yes, you're allowed to yell. You're allowed to lose it sometimes, for fuck's sake. That's not going to harm them. It's a bit of passion and anger. Or do they have to go out there and be neutered people who don't have passion and anger for the rest of their lives? I'm sorry, that's just not the world I want to live in. And that makes masculines feel way too much, that there's no other masculines in the family and no one can handle them. They don't know where to put themselves. I'm speaking obviously personally here, but I have spoken to many who felt the same way. Our passion and our strength and decisiveness can be used in very positive ways. And we can have huge hearts where we're about looking out for others. It's not all about me, me, me. What I want goes. That's one of the things you've got to teach the child. You've got a beautiful heart. You be the one that looks after the kids that are left alone at school, that don't have friends. You be the one to stand up to the bullies who who pick on the kids who are a little bit different. You be that leader. Yes, you can lead, but I want a heart leader. I don't want a dictator leader. I do not want that. That's not who you are. You're better than that. I tell you what, the kids respond beautifully to this. And at home, you better believe I am the one in charge. And I will get it wrong sometimes, but tough bickies, I'm your parent. I signed up for the job. I'm doing it. You better have respect for your teachers. You better have respect for school principals. You better have respect for elders. You do not know everything. You are not a know-it-all. I will, you know, this is really Mm. important. It is. Humility, sincere apologies, standing up for those who are downtrodden, using this strength in a very positive, loving, generous way, which is the light side of the masculine. That's your job, feminines, to get them to do it. And you need to stop the trauma of you, of everyone in your family, of having this kid absolutely feeling unheld emotionally. And no one taught you how to do this. I understand Mm. that. But there's no accident you've got this little child because it's asking. It's like life is giving you this soul lesson, this emotional intelligence lesson. I've got to learn how to do this with my child. But then guess what? You're going to be able to stand up for yourself in work and relationships and friendships. Your whole life's going to change. It's going to be a win-win.
0: I know. And and I have to say for and as well, to learn how to do this because they are so loving, because their hearts are so big and so warm, and they are so filled with just wanting the world to be a place of love and empathy and connection, just know that doing this really hard thing of changing the default way that you respond to your child It's like wrapping up all of your love in a big parcel and giving it to them. It's like it's the biggest gift that you could give to your child by you doing something really difficult. And it is difficult when it's not your natural style. That's fine. But just pat yourselves on the back for even trying. It's hard. Absolutely,
1: And and you can take as long as you like to, you know, just keep practicing. But then what we need is hard boundaries. Then, Then what does the child need? It needs the love of the feminine. Mm. to come in and embrace them but we don't do the love of the embrace and embracing of the family of the child when their behavior is really obnoxious really arrogant really traumatizing for them and for everyone there's the line no and it's not necessary and just because it's become so normalized it makes teaching children today an absolute nightmare because the fashion is not to teach children how to do this and so Teachers have kids doing this in classrooms, or in sporting teams, or wherever they are. It's just awful. It is the fashion at the moment, and it was going to correct itself. But you don't have to have this amount of conflict in your family. It's not it's not your style. But the way that dominant feminines naturally do things actually escalates conflict. And I want you to have a harmonious, loving family. Your child. It's like the way that a dominant feminine does it. It's like this. There's a rod of steel inside of huge self-respect. You don't get to speak to me like that. No. And there is time out and I expect an apology. And it's done sort of, there's done with assertiveness, but really, I'm, I mean it. You've so disappointed me now. That's not on. Hmm. And they get all the warmth from you naturally. But just that quiet, I'm not having it. Dominant feminines and adult, treat teach others how to treat people with respect and require respect from everyone that's their capacity and when you start doing that in the home the child's got the best of both worlds they're held and then they've got this incredibly warm loving person as well and it'll just change your lives it'll change your families
0: beautiful i think i think that's really helpful and i i love naming this i feel like you know every time we talk about specific you know persona combinations and the conflicts that we have I think it's really easy to take things to heart and and to feel a little bit criticized because we're naming things that are very, very um, sensitive and deep Mm -hmm. within us and things that we've thought about and, and thought about how to change and thought about how to manage. And then, and then you and I hop on, hop on a podcast and tell them here's what you're doing and it has to be like this, but it's, it's, it's for the good of you and for your child. And it's, it's going to help. It's going to transform the family. So don't be hard on yourselves. Oh,
1: <laughs> and we're you used to, I've been doing this work for over 30 years and speaking archetypes for over 20. And when you work with archetypes, you're working with shadow mm-hmm. and light. And the way we get to move things to be better is owning shadow, is mm-hmm. saying, oh, this is where I'm getting stuck because I'm struggling. Shadow is just because we're struggling. And it's parts of ourselves we've rejected, et cetera, et cetera. So we're very used to naming shadow like this. Erica. Mm-hmm. And then for people coming new to us, it's like, bloody hell. <laughs> She's a bit full of herself, isn't she? That Katie My God. Yeah, sorry, darlings. I am a dominant masculine and I do speak very forthrightly and strongly. But And I'm very comfortable with naming shadow. But I'm naming my shadow here. I'm naming the challenges that my parents had with me as a dominant masculine child. I'm naming what was needed. And I have taught this for decades. And it works. And if you are someone who has masculine third out of your combination, you might be an FNM or an NFM. The masculine isn't your go-to. It's never gonna be your go-to. Like I've had to learn how to add neutral. That's my third. I'm really weak in it. My life is better the more I bring it in. But if you've got masculine children, I'm sorry, but they really need you to meet them there initially with the boundaries mm-hmm. and then do the other stuff that you're so naturally strong at we're just you'll get used to if you continue to listen to the podcast with us or any of the work that we offer you'll get very comfortable with this and, and realize it's not a thing of shame it's an automatic default setting that we all go to mm-hmm. it's just information to help you cross that bridge to where you really want to be
0: and also just to mention quickly before we wind up that uh, there is a quiz on your website on katied under the relationships tab where you can do the mfn quiz if you're curious to find out what your dominant is we've talked a bit about all three so i think you might already have a clue but um it's quite interesting so yeah katied and todd.com is where you'll find
1: good idea thanks so much Erika
0: thank you see you next week
1: bye